what we have here, son, is a failure to communicate. Okay. What movie is that from, everyone? Welcome to the Metacast. Here we are. Communication. Bob, it's a specialty. You and I, we have it, right? Always on point. Always in sync. You know what I'm thinking. I know what you're thinking. Uh, right? Hold it, Josh. I was reading something. I was really listening to you. <laughs> that's that's not shocking, actually. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so... Uh, so it's Metacasters, uh, Leadership, Effective Leadership Communication uh, is the topic today. And what does that look like? Um, in all seriousness, I just backed into it. Very often we think of communication as being a broadcast-ish thing. Uh, but I think listening skills um, and not, and this is, this is going to be hard for me to say this, but, but having less of a focus on smacking your lips and talking and more of a focus on listening and, and not just listening, but listening to body language. Like right now, Josh, he blinked three times. Oh, he just smiled a little bit. Yeah. He, Oh, he's, Oh, oh he's alert. So I'm, so I'm, I'm watching his body language. I'm, I'm sort of seeing if his cranium gets any more puffed up or not. Uh, oh, now he's not paying attention. So he's not listening. There's a squirrel. <laughs> There's a squirrel in, in the office. But but no, in all seriousness, listening skills is something. Uh, so so think three hundred and sixty communication. But we're going to talk probably more about broadcast communication. But don't don't short trip the listening. Josh, what do you what do you think? Uh, some uh, critical. Go ahead. Well, I'm trying to think, and I want to say communication. Really good communicative skill. Oh my is, god. Is that the number one skill required to be a leader? Like to be able um, to communicate effectively? I would say, I would say yes. There was yeah, a I've survey. I've arguing with myself and it seems like that, that's such a huge piece. I think it's a huge piece. I mean, you see it in, in the ability to communicate your ideas, the ability to motivate, not that you own motivation, the ability to inspire the ability to share uh, vision, uh, all of those things, I think, is crucial. Uh, there, there was a S Scrum Alliance survey uh, with the Business Agility Institute that was mm -hmm. released a week or so ago, and they were talking about uh, the skills of the new generation, agile skills in the new generation. And uh, uh, they were talking about, is it role-based skill development or is it just skills development? And they were talking about soft skills. Uh, or human skills, they call them human skills. And the number one human skill that that one in their survey was deemed important from Agilist and then needed development was communication. Yeah. 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 Why don't we have an institute? Like what? Uh, the Metacast Institute? The, yeah. The, uh, Why? The Supercranial Institute? Is there any reason that we couldn't have an institute and publish things? Maybe no. Maybe that's something uh, we should the, work on. I think we need an institute that would cover all other institutes. Oh my could gosh. we call? Could we call it the Meta Institute? <laughs> what have I done? I know. I'm sorry. Know. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, so, <laughs> communication like that—that's—it's it's such a broad word. But to be a leader, 
your job is to communicate all the things that Bob talked about, but it's more than just like, can I say the things it's of course you can say the things, but do you relay the feeling, the importance, the value? Can you clearly communicate uh, the nonverbal stuff? You know, do you stand up? Are you monotone when you're talking about the next version of the product? Are you not looking people in the eye whenever you're talking? What are all the things that are happening that, that create the connection that get people to be fired up in their seats and like actually ready to listen as opposed to starting to nod off. And that's a skill that just needs rep after rep after rep and intentional practice. So every time you go and you, and you have an opportunity to speak in front of a group, large or small, you have to have those things at the front of your mind and focus on them and actually like, I'm going to make eye contact with every person every time that I look up, or I'm going to get more inflection and emotion with when appropriate, <laughs> not just like all the time, but when it's appropriate to be able to show your excitement and build excitement within your, your crew. Those are, those are skills that just are invaluable. I mean, I think part of it too, I'm not, I'm going to say yes and to what you said, Josh, but I, I think, um, I think part of the emotion stuff, the nonverbal and the emotion, the inflection is there's a transparency or a vulnerability aspect to it. So there's practice, but there's also bringing your deflector screens down Yeah. as a leader uh, and getting comfortable. So it's not just communication, it's, it's being apolitical. So a lot of people have you know, a lot of leaders fall into a trap of political discourse, right? They're, they're trying to be political. They're trying to use management speak. They're trying not to let their emotions out. The emotions are bad or et cetera, or bringing my whole self to work. Like telling personal stories is bad. And I, I would argue that to be an effective communicator, uh, maybe not in all cultures, but in a lot of cultures, you want to let that stuff out. I, I, I remember this week, someone was telling a story and uh, the first part of it, their voice was breaking up and there was a little bit of emotion and they, I, I forget the context. It doesn't matter. And I remember giving them, I uh, giving them positive feedback. I'm like that. And it was, it was genuine. It wasn't contrived. It wasn't practiced. It was appropriate. It was rel There was an emotional part of the story and their voice was cracking. And I'm like letting that out. And they, they, I think they made a bit of a choice of, do I, do I stop this? Do I tell a different story or do I just tell it? And whatever happens, happens. And, and that made it a much more effective uh, story, much more effective because yeah. it, it wasn't just the words they were sharing their values. They were sharing a bit of themselves. And so I think that's a part of effective communication. I've seen leaders who are good at that. And then I've seen leaders who avoid that, like the plague. And, and I, and, and you you can actually be a, an eloquent orator, but still be a, not a good communicator as a leader because there's no there's no you in your communication. Um, it's just words. It's just verbiage. It's what I call management speak. Very often, right? Um, is just trying to to talk. Josh, any reactions to what I said? Yeah the the 
the partner term to communication is community. And that's ultimately uh-huh. what you're trying to build and shape is a community. And if you're not an actual like human as a member of the community, people won't connect with you and the community won't become what it could be. So it's your responsibility through communication to create a community with your team that has all the things that you want and people desire that safe space where they can be themselves, where they can have the tough discussions, where they can say no and work through all of those issues. And you set the tone with all of that. And if you are that management speak person, then that environment, maybe you don't want it. Maybe that's not the environment that, that you want. If that's true, I think you're going down the wrong path, but you're going to achieve the results that you're looking for. Where like, it's one way and you're doing all the speaking and you're getting very little back. But if you're getting very little back and you want people to engage, then you have to open the doors or as Bob would say, open the kimono, which is terrifying. uh, And let, let people see who you are, but that takes risk. That takes going back to the previous episode. It takes trust. You have to trust that this is going to be used effectively and well, and there's no, no politics as Bob talked about where somebody's going to like weaponize something that you say. Uh, But that, and, and that first leap, that first leap requires almost blind trust. I think I, you went where I wanted to go next or as well, Josh is back. I think there's connections in this, in this Metacast to trust the last Metacast Uh, being a straight, if you remember, we were talking about, those Covey 13 points of engendering trust, being a straight talker, being a straight shooter is, is related to your communication. Like not having managed, it's not just management speak, it's not just emotion, but not using, you know, not trying to obfuscate the message, but trying to just use clear terms. Uh, be a straight shooter. Uh, listening was one of those uh, aspects of engendering trust or building trust as a leader. So I think, you know, a few of them were related, are related to communication and effective communication. I want to switch gears a little bit, like storytelling. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of my big advice or my, my big points to people is a lot of leaders fall into the trap of telling a story once Mm. Um, and they communicate it once. I've heard a lot of leaders, senior leaders say this, I, you know, in the all hands meeting, I had a PowerPoint, I communicated it once. And, and then people are looking for more. And they're like, well, I, you know, they weren't listening the first time. And my reaction to that is tough beans. You have to, you have to communicate until people are communicating your message for you. Like in storytelling, you're done telling a story when the, when the culture tells the story, and then you can move on to your next story. So if you have to tell that story one time until that happens, that's great. 10 times. Great. hundred times. Okay. Thousand times. I don't really care. Right. You, you have like vision. You may have to communicate your vision for the company, your product roadmap vision uh, to everyone in small groups, large groups, one-on-one, et cetera. And, and, and you're never done until it, until it sort of instantiates in the culture. Uh, so communication is, I think it's something that you're never done with. Yeah. Don't get lazy with it. Yeah. And and the reason that never stops is you may have said it enough times so that the existing members of your community 
can echo it and know it and live and breathe it. But now there's new members coming in. There's people that you've hired that have maybe only heard it once or never. So as a leader, yeah. those important things like core values and vision and all of those things that define who you are, what your product is, every time as a leader, you have to talk about it. And the reason why it's important to say it multiple times is that when you introduce it and it's something new, there's going to be groups of people that hear what you say, the first couple sentences, and they start like thinking in their brain about how that's going to affect them, or this is a new change and I don't like it. Oh my gosh, I don't like what Josh just said. And then they start processing and they stop listening. And every time you talk about it again, you'll get a few more sentences in to where they actually are hearing you and stop pr processing and actually hear the entire message. So seven is always a number I throw out. No idea where I got it. No idea if it's actually factual or not. But I always tell people at least seven times. But then you add into at least seven times for each person. And as your team, community, company grows, you're going to have to just continue saying it basically forever. And there's real value in that, not just because you're you're putting it in people's minds. You're also making clear statements about how important these things are. And this is not something that we're ever not going to talk about. So there's value just beyond communicating it clearly so people hear it. Communicating it the same way over and over and over again, it becomes crystal clear how important this is and how you believe it is a, a, a primary piece of our success. Absolutely. Don't get caught up too in uh, like a certain style. Like I use Steve Jobs videos in uh, some of my leadership workshops uh, to, uh, to illustrate community. I think Steve Jobs is a good communication. It's like, it's a master class. He, he does a really great job of communicating in groups, et cetera. But don't get caught up in, I want to be, you know, Steve Jobs, or I want to be Josh or Bob. It, an important part of it is you be yourself, just be genuine. It's, it's not the how. You can, you can be awkward in it. You can be quiet. You can make mistakes. It doesn't, from my point of view, it doesn't matter. I mean, yes, get better, but, but find you. The more you can just communicate you in your style, that's the point. Communication is the point, not oratory skills. Uh, and so don't get caught up in that trap and, and don't try to be someone else. Even in your company, don't try to replicate, oh, the, the senior VP communicates this way. So I'm going to, I'm going to borrow their jokes. <laughs> right. Or in, if you work with Josh, you know, you're going to, you're going to sort of try to have a larger head or something like that in, in talking. Right. <laughs> so don't, don't, you know, have your own head size. Yeah. Show you don't have to go out and buy that special lens. That's going to. Uh, zoom in on your giant cranium. So don't worry about that. Josh said something about repeating. And I was saying about telling your story. But as you're telling your stories, amplify the important points. Like a lot of people get shy. Oh, I'm going to, they're going to be bored. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to repeat. I don't want to be an old grandfather who tells the same things all the time. Don't fall into if Yes. If it's trivial stuff, then don't repeat it. But if it's crucial things like values, your values or your expectations of the team, like behavior of the team. I, I mean, I don't think you can say that enough. 
right? To the yeah, team. I, it, I, it's, I struggle with that here. There's something that I know we've talked about in a previous episode or something, or we spent a couple episodes on it. So like, ah, people have already heard it, but I don't know what people have heard. I don't know if this is the first time listening or if it's their 300th time. So yep. you don't know. And, and we even got feedback as we did our survey and folks said, hey, we, we like the stories you tell about the experiences that you have that helps us connect the things. So I'm working to make sure I do that more effectively because I've heard the value that it adds for our listeners. And I just need to take whatever thought I have of like, oh, I already said this, like say it again. And this really leans into, again, I've got to practice what I'm preaching here within our own podcast. The other thing is, I think in communication, there's a bit of courage required. Um, so I was, I was doing an Ask Me Anything earlier today and someone brought up a question about how to talk to a leader, you know, how to have a crucial conversation with someone. And I think they were looking for a get out of jail free card. Like, how do I change their behavior without having to talk to them is, is the question. And, I'm, and my answer was, I don't know if you can. Now you can pay someone else to talk to them. But, but I, I think you have to have that conversation. So some of this, some of the communication requires courage. Uh, there's a wonderful video by Jobs uh, where he's in an all-hands meeting, uh, an all-Apple. It's a pretty old video. He's in an all-hands meeting, and some developer rises up and talks to him about uh, some technology that they're not paying attention to and and really, like, personally affronts him. <laughs> like, like, in, yeah. like in, in an all-hands meeting, uh, it's pretty damned rude. And I just love the way jobs responds to that in a balanced way i and it that's worth a look uh of not shutting down and one of the things he does is the beginning is he pauses mm -hmm. and he gathers his thought more better than i would i were i would have probably i would probably have reacted badly in that situation even, you have even gone though to the, the audience I, I would have stepped forward. <laughs> no, no. If you, if you know the video I'm talking about, Josh. Yeah, I do. I do. The gentleman was pretty obnoxious, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's terrible behavior. Um, but that said, you know, he stopped and he was thoughtful. He, he actually starts in the very beginning answering and then he stops himself again and, and then he takes another approach. I, I guess what I'm saying is, but it's have that conversation. He could have easily said, let's take it offline. Or I'm not going Worst to address possible that. answer. Yeah, yeah. But he took it. And I think he landed it beautifully. So there's this, I think there's a courageous point. Or someone you report to needs, you need to have a conversation with someone. It's have them. There's a lot of communication avoidance in some cultures. And mm -hmm. that's really what I'm, I'm pointing at, is try to avoid less. If you're inclined, oh my gosh, I don't want to have, well, challenge yourself in the mirror and see if, if that's one that you really want to step into. And there are tools and techniques. That's how I want to wrap things up here is that Bob is a radical candor guy. I'm a crucial conversations guy. Another tool is Toastmasters. There, I've seen people use all three of those or only one of those and they are effective. So yes, it's, it's you have to get your gumption up, but also there's tools that help you have the gumption that give you the gumption to have gumption around, okay, now I know how to have this conversation with my boss 
and here's how I can approach it and not be attacking, not be threatening, but clearly get my point across. So all of these are skills. And I think what you'll hear from us, or hopefully what you have heard is that it's practice and it's not something, maybe there's people that are born with it. I don't know, but I, I think 98% of it is just the practice and the reps and not like idle practice, but like real intentional practice of, okay, I'm talking to my team. What's the one thing I want to get better at as a leader speaking? How do I improve? What are the challenges I know that I have? What's this new tool I'm going to use to hopefully be more effective? So it's very intentional reps. It's not just like going out and flapping your gums like somebody I know, because uh, that, you know, that doesn't really change anything. It just gets you more gum flapping. Yeah, but there's something to be said for the wind generated by, <laughs> by, by the amount of gum flapping that's going on. You know? uh, yes. So everyone, I, I mean, Josh took the words out of my mouth, believe it or not. I was going to, I was going to land the episode with practice as well. Uh, I would, I would add safe practice. So find a mentor, find a coach, find a peer uh, that you can, when, when you have these crucial conversations, these high stake conversations or communications, and if you're not comfortable, then practice and practice some more. It, it's just, it's, it's just, that's the way it is. I mean, maybe one out of a billion people are born a smooth talker. Yeah. Like, a, right. But, but that's not the majority. So, so I, th hopefully we gave you some tips, but it's the number one thing from a leadership perspective. It, it's so trust was a foundation last week. And I love the way this connected to trust, Josh. So it's trust and communication. And I don't know what we're going to cover next time. Maybe we'll start, maybe we'll build this a little bit more. Or we could probably communicate and figure it out. I think so. That was oh, nice. terrible. Oh, how subtle <laughs> was that? It was so I'm, bad. I'm, I, I'm rubbing off on you. It's like that's, a dump truck. That's not good. So oh, from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And from beautiful downtown Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina, I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all. I think we did okay, Josh. We did. So, so here's a here's a crazy thing I'm going to say. I'm terrified to say this to you. But perhaps starting with an outline. Hold it. Hold it a second. Hold it. I, I need to call my primary care physician because I think, <laughs> I think. No, Josh, it's not funny. I'm, I'm going to drop over dead right now. <laughs> because with our, so I am. I can't, well, who are you? I, you know what? I, I won't keep busting your chops because I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. About, I, a week, about a week ago, we, we yeah. ought to have an outline before. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with you. Yeah. Cause I'm and, I'm, and can I, and since you're, can I, can I be outline boy? Sure. And bring a tentative outline. It'll get better as we, yeah. you know, as, yeah. so it's like, a, a, if we can agree, maybe what we do is agree on the topic before backlog refinement. And then I'll do a tentative outline and we can like backlog refinement maybe becomes, we, we look at the backlog offline and yeah. emails or whatever and provide it. And then back those weekly meetings are more so I provide an outline yeah. and we sync up. Yeah. 
That's sort yeah, of what I'm, I was thinking. Are you yeah, in the same? I'm trying to churn us through to get us done in 15 or 20 minutes. And like, I don't know if you've said everything you want to say about the topic, you know, I, so you don't so, have to, I'm, yeah. I, you had me at, you had me at outline. <laughs> <laughs> I've been <laughs> dreading saying that for like four days now. I can't. That's that's like an early Christmas Christmas present. It is. I don't know what to say. Oh, well, you know, you got to laugh, right? You you were oh my this. I mean, I sent you years ago. I think one time I brought like. You did. I you brought, brought like, physical paper. I brought physical paper down to your house. Yeah. I get. I made you. I made you a copy. It didn't go very well. <laughs> uh, I think you blew your nose at it or something like that, right? Uh, I no, I and it's not just out. It's it's our because they're shorter. What are yeah. the key points and and not and then that stay on the agenda. I I mm -hmm. buy that. All right, done. Okay. So what's our what's our topic for next time? And then I can do uh, uh, navigating leadership challenge. The art of inspiring. Oh, how about the art of inspiring and motivating teams? Yeah, I mean that piles right on top of this one. Okay. That's hey done. Is that number two that chat GPT said we should do? Oh, it's number three. Okay. It's number three. Yeah. Yeah. So this AI I, stuff isn't so bad. Actually, it's quite insightful. And and well, really helpful. also it's been informed by so many of the transcripts of our episodes. Yeah. So it knows who we are and how we talk. So how much do I have to like just sing your praises and talk about how smart and how I was wrong and you're right? I mean, do I need to continue to do that? No. All right. We all know it's true. So, so I'm not exactly. I'm not worthy, Josh. You're smarter than I am. <laughs> I'm just willing to jump I was, into the darkness for no reason. And 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 sometimes that's what we need in this world. Sometimes I is, don't need it. <laughs> is those courageous innovators who are ahead of the dinosaurs. Yeah. You have a good you have a good weekend, my friend. You too. We'll see you. All right. Bye bye. bye.